Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again The life I love is making music with my friends The promise of adventure drives every RV journey. For those of you looking to launch life's journeys, I welcome all of you to the Where's Willie podcast, powered by Heartland RV, a leading manufacturer of towable recreational vehicles in the United States. Heartland RV manufactures over 15 brands of fifth wheels, travel trailers, and toy haulers. Heartland RV brands are sold through an independent network of dealers throughout the United States and Canada. No matter how many miles you travel, we all have a story to share about our journey. I'm excited for all of you to learn about today's guest and their life's journey. Okay, we are now live. So to the Where's Willie podcast listeners, my introduction is as follows. 330,000 followers on TikTok, over 42,000 followers on Instagram, both of which has been accomplished in less than seven weeks. I, of course, am talking about the family of nomads that you can follow on both TikTok, Instagram, probably other social platforms as well. I call them kindly Jess and Dub. Get to know the McCorkles. They razz me, I razz them, they become friends, and they have an amazing journey to share. So, Dub and Jess, thank you so much for taking some time at 10 p.m. Eastern to uh, make time out in California where you guys are at to be a guest of the Where's Willie podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having yes, us. Thank you. So, you know, we obviously we had talked, you know, offline. Really what amazes me and, and the purpose of having you guys being a guest is a couple things. Number one, you know, there's a lot of full-time RVers and people that are looking to monetize and share their life's journey on the open road. What you guys have done is something that I find simply remarkable because of your virality of what you've been able to accomplish in only two months. So before we kind of get into your life's journey and how you guys grew up and if you've camped or not, let's just talk about the amazing, overwhelming success that probably neither of you were expecting in just six weeks ago. So how did everything get started on social and how do you feel this engagement has taken off and what doors have opened in this brief journey? Well, it took off on accident. Yeah. yeah. So we wanted to film some for, you know, our family and for the kids as they got older and just make something fun. And we just happened to put together a video and put it on TikTok. <laughs> and that's all she wrote. It was it was on after that. We we just were filming packing up our camper one day and I posted it on TikTok. I knew nothing about editing videos and I looked down and I 
I just refreshed the page and I said, oh my gosh, Dub, we're going viral on TikTok. And at that point it was only like 20,000 views in like 30 minutes or something. And the video now actually has over 14 million views on TikTok. And since then, I believe that we are at 13 viral videos on TikTok and multiple viral videos on Instagram as well. And I feel like the thing for us is reading the comments so many people have no clue what this lifestyle is like Hmm. and what it was like to live full-time in an RV. It just blew so many people's minds. And so we just really wanted to continue to create that content and share about our life. And so our content has just come really naturally and authentically because that's where our heart is. We just want to share with people what this lifestyle is like, and then also why we chose this lifestyle, because I feel like we have a really unique story in comparison to some other. I mean, nobody just wakes up one day with their perfect life and says, hey, I'm going to go live in an RV. But we do have, you know, a unique story that led us to this point as well. Yeah. And I, and I want to get into your story because I think it's amazing because you guys are a blended family that's filled with love. And that in itself is well appreciated by any parents that are out there that are a blended family that are loving their kids in a three, four, five thousand square foot home. But yet, once again, you guys raise the bar because you're accomplishing that in a 300 plus square foot RV. So what I want to do is just, again, for the context of the listeners. So you guys have easily exploded in less than two months on social media from the virality. You have now also discovered some opportunity to provide for your family while living this lifestyle. So can you just kind of talk about how that was one of those aha moments where you guys put the kids away, you know, in their bunk beds, and then you're sitting there in the front bedroom and it's like, holy cow, these companies are approaching us. Like how fast did that kind of start happening? I mean, honestly, almost immediately, we started having brands reach out to us and to record ads for them. And it turns out we're just really good at shooting and editing short videos. So we very quickly realized that this is something that not only is it needed and TikTok's an excellent platform for it, Instagram's an excellent platform for it. But so something is needed and we really wanted to share about this lifestyle, but also I mean, the more that we were doing, the more brands were reaching out to us. And we realized very quickly that this is something that we could do to bring in an income full time for our family. And so in just a short period of time, that's what we've been able to do. Never do you grow up saying, you know what, I'm ready to get out of school. I just need to find an RV. I'm going to make a couple of videos on a social media platform and we're going to be able to provide for our family. Nobody that I've talked to yet has done that. You guys never had that intent. So why don't you just kind of walk the listeners through and and just remind me, where did you guys both grow up? Did your families camp? And at what point did it kind of, as you guys fell in love and became a blended family, was it saying, hey, you know, whether we're in an apartment or a condo or a house, yeah, let's, let's get something that's a quarter of the size on two sets of wheels and do that full time. Just kind of walk me through, where'd you guys grow up? Did you camp? Was that ever in your background? So I grew up in Charlotte. My family camped. Not in the camper, but tent camp. I grew up outdoors, loved it. But as far as an RV, maybe stayed in an RV once or twice in my life. Knew nothing about it. Never towed an RV. 
Yeah. And for me, we loved tent camping together as a family. It was not something I enjoyed when I was in my teenage years doing that with my family, but as you know, an adult, we loved it. And the more that we were tent camping, the more the kids saw other campers and they were like, oh, let's get a camper. And so we started looking at campers with no intention to live in one. I had never even slept in a camper before in my entire life. And we just were throwing back and forth the idea. And to be honest, what really pushed us over the edge was my oldest daughter, Addison. She's 13 now. She was really sick for five years with a condition called PANS, which is an autoimmune kind of condition that caused inflammation in her brain, seizures, psychotic episodes. And it was really hard. And she was sick for five years and she did 21 months of treatments. And I went to her doctor's appointment and her doctor told us that she was officially in remission and she could stop her treatments. And to be honest, at one point, we thought that she was going to have to live in a facility for the rest of her life because it was so bad. And we, we didn't, we couldn't find a treatment that was working. And so we thought that you know, we were going to have to live without her. And when her doctor, you know, the treatment started working and when her doctor told us that she was in remission and she could stop her treatments and she's a completely different person. Now you would, wouldn't even know talking to her or anything that she had been through all of that. But I came home from the doctor's appointment and I was like, what are we doing with our lives? It's groundhog day every single day. You know, it was crazy busy. You know, if, the kids got sick with like, you know, strep throat or whatever. Our whole schedule was knocked off for a whole month because everything was scheduled to a T. And I was like, what are we doing with our lives? Like, let's just travel and let's get that camper and let's travel for like a month. And at first I said, no, I wanted nothing to do with it. living in a small space. Scared me with five people mm-hmm. being in charge of if anything goes wrong, you know, made me nervous. And I was totally against it. I, yeah. I did not want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, we had been looking at bigger houses because we were living in a 2,700 square foot home, four bedrooms, two and a half baths. And it was a gorgeous home. We had just remodeled it and everything, but we just felt like we just felt like something was missing. And we thought that maybe a larger house was going to fix that problem. And I mean, we really honestly thought we needed more space. And so it took me two days to talk him into it. So he said yes. And then the next day I went out and got a camper. So I wasn't going to waste any time after he said yes. And then we were only going to do it for a month. And then before we left, it turned into three months. So we did not sell our house before we left, but... A month after we were gone, he fell in love with it. I was already in love. I already knew that I probably wanted to do this a little bit longer, but a month after we left, he was like, let's just go ahead and sell our house. I love this and I can't imagine stopping anytime soon. And the kids were loving it. And so we decided to sell our house remotely a month after we had been gone. So how long have you guys owned and then now been living full time in the RV? So we officially left South Carolina on September 20th, 2020, but we lived in our camper for two weeks before we left just to kind of get used to everything. That was advice somebody gave us, which was really solid advice because we learned so much while we were close to home. We had time to order things and get what we needed. Yeah. And that helped a lot. Yeah. And that's something that I want to transition where I pick on you both. You know, my role as the brand guy, I don't tell anybody that any specific brand is the best. I just invite people to go and check it out. And some of the things that I say as an industry guy, the floor plan needs to matter to you. You can't be sold on that. 
obviously the size, the weight, those are important relative to safety, but then also some of the amenities you get. If you compare 10 brands that are similar in price point, maybe some have unique features. It could be that griddle. It could be, you know, a true east west facing king size bed. That being said, since you guys have been full time, the thing that I think is the most humorous that you guys like to pick on the industry's shortfalls. Uh, <laughs> one video that I think I love the most that made me the laugh the hardest was how you love to pick on the choice that the RV industry makes for those very nice plush mattresses that are provided in your unit. But, you know, all joking <laughs> aside, I think that's why you guys have exploded so fast is you've been speaking your truth. You're making good valid points about opportunities for the industry in terms of where improvements can be made, whether it's a feature or, you know, floor plan design, different unique things. But what I've loved is you've taken what you've learned where maybe it was a challenge or you had to make some repairs or fixes, but you guys have found joy in turning that into an opportunity to educate the thousands of people that have the money, that buy the RV, that don't live in it, or have these experiences as often as you had, leaving them very vulnerable to have a bad experience. And I think that's the one thing that I admire that you guys are doing so well. It's not just the entertainment, but it's relatable. People understand it because they're real scenarios, whether again, it's that blended family and stepdad's in the shower and the kids are coming in and the door's not shut to, you know, being uncomfortable on that ultra thin mattress. I think that's the one thing that, like I said, as I've been getting to know you guys, that's what I really enjoy is you've stayed true to your lifestyle, your family, and the experiences that you guys are having on this journey. So why don't we now then talk about, obviously, you know, people want to be around you. And so it's got to be fun now as you guys are getting noticed where you go to a campground or you're traveling on the road and they see your logo, you know, on the unit. What has it been like with your new stardom? Are you finding yourselves now, I guess, because of that stardom? And, you know, a lot of people talk about when you get famous, you lose, you know, that time of privacy. Are you guys able to pull into certain parks and just be yourselves? Or is it now constantly people are noticing you and coming to you so you're not getting that inclusive, you know, family time? Well, I think we're, we're very friendly people. Yeah. We love being around people. And so I think when people do notice us, if it wasn't for people, we wouldn't be in the situation to begin with. So we have to respect everybody that, you know, that follows us, supports us. And so we embrace that. Yeah. You know, we have great friends that we travel with. So we're always around people and privacy. We have, we'll have privacy inside our own camper. Okay. Uh, if we want day trips, you know, we'll have privacy there, but we're not out looking for privacy and we, we embrace all of this. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't ever go into any sort of situation assuming that people know who we are. And so, I mean, because part of this, you know, we have conversations about this a lot is, you know, we really want to just remain, you know, relatable and, and so we never just assume that people know who we are. And so when we go into a situation and somebody does recognize us, I mean, we're just grateful, like he said, and you know, we would, again, just like you said, we would not be in this situation if it weren't for all the people that have been supporting us. And so, you know, you know, we haven't been doing this this long, so maybe that will change at some point, but I mean, right now we're just so grateful for, for everything. And we're really grateful for all the people that we have been able to impact their lives. Yeah. And I think what you see on social media with us is what you see is what you get in real life. And I think that's what makes us so relatable and people can, you know, 
tend to follow us for that. I mean, we're, we're no different behind the screen than we are in person. So, yeah. Well, and the one thing that I will say that I think maybe you guys can appreciate too, right? All RVers, especially full-time, it's not like living in Beverly Hills. A lot of times you're meeting other influencers or other people that are well-known changing that black tank. So, you know, it's not like, you know, you're pulling into Rodeo Drive. You have the humility of, to your point, doing everything that you do with an RV. And I think that's the one thing that I really appreciate as I get to meet really amazing families such as yours, that there is that commonality of, I don't want to call it fraternity, but where everybody gets it and everybody's living their life and there's appreciation and, you know, recognition for maybe some good things that are happening. Like I said, with you guys exploding on social, but outside of that, again, credit to you both people see that you are two great people and they just recognize you and maybe wave to you or say great last video. You know, that was, you know, a lot of fun. So talk to me about your journey now. So your full time, talk a little bit about, as mom and dad, education, life on the road, is it for the newbies that are kind of biting the nails saying, I want to do it. Do I not do it? Do I do it? Of course, they're going to have some things they'll learn along the way. But to have that normalcy, does it make sense to have a schedule for, you know, the school, the events, some downtime? Or is it more like, hey, we're RVing. And so we're just going to kind of let everything go naturally. So I believe we let everything go naturally. We do have to get some work done and we do have homeschool that we that we have to take care of. But one of the number one questions we get asked is how do we homeschool or do the kids homeschool? Yeah. Now, yes, but it's not a Monday through Friday type of schedule because we move around every week and a half, two weeks. We may school on a Saturday and Sunday because we might be moving on a Tuesday or Wednesday. We have a math curriculum and some language arts, but also we go to a lot of national parks and national monuments and state parks that we use as education as well. So we're not your typical Monday through Friday school. We school year round. We don't take the summers off. We don't take three weeks for Christmas. So yeah, I think we're not very traditional. I think that the longer that we do this also, the more, I mean, obviously living in a camper is not your typical American life. You know, like we were living in a suburb before and our kids were in organized sports and I actually just made a post about this on Instagram yesterday. And so with this lifestyle, I think you start to question lots of things. And one of those things is traditional schooling and like recreating school at home for homeschool. And so one of the things that we have been working through and trying to figure out is like, is this traditional model for school actually something that we need to embrace? Or is it something where we just go along with the interests of the kids and really nurture those things? Because in all reality, I mean, we are just told that we're supposed to live in a house and we're told that we're supposed to have a nine to five job. And we're told that, you know, the kids are supposed to go to school all day long and sit at a desk and learn all these things. But I mean, we're so living this lifestyle, we have questioned lots of different aspects of our life. And that is something that, I mean, we've been doing this for 10 months. And I feel like now more than ever, we have really been questioning like the whole school aspect. And so we've been looking more into unschooling, road schooling, and kind of incorporating that slowly into what we're currently doing. And I think that the kids have actually, the more that we're switching over to this, the kids are thriving a lot because I mean, they're enjoying learning rather than learning being forced onto them, if that makes sense. Well, 100%. And so here's a conversation that I've had with others, and we were talking a little bit about it offline. 
there's that American dream. You go through school, you go to college, you get a house, picket fence, 401k, mow the lawn, make it green, right? The idea is that you guys are living out now. Years ago, that was radical. And here's the challenge that I'm explaining to people, whether it's our dealers, because there's no units on the lot. You know, this whole RV shortage, I would argue with anybody, has nothing to do with because COVID, everybody's getting an RV. Because of COVID, for the first time in history, my kids had to go a year not going to their school. Yeah. They were doing what you guys were doing for safety reasons. But yet, if I found no decline because of COVID protocol, uh-huh. they can do it without being in the school. We're also seeing, wait, I don't have to have an office and be at a nine to five. Yeah. The pandemic, in my opinion, for the RV industry, and I don't care what brand it is, the biggest challenge that we're facing is not a surplus of people that want an RV to be safe and not in a hotel. It's a surplus of people that are saying the McCorkles, remember those radical people, the radical thinkers? This is the new normal. This is accepted. We can work remote, whether it's, you know, a couple that they both have administrative jobs and they can do Zoom, Slack, other technologies, operate everything off their phone, do everything remote, education. So that you guys are no longer radical. I think the biggest hurdle or concern is you know, I always say people don't know what they don't know until they know. Like, what's it like to live full time? I haven't done it. That's why I listen to you guys as my guests to learn as much as possible. So it's not as scary or radical when you say, no, yeah, you just check the weather and drive 800 miles, but you don't have a reservation at a KOA or a big campground. You're going to boondock are you worried about getting murdered? Like those are the things <laughs> where until you do it, right? Yeah. So I think that the industry is, you know, that's where I kind of sit here and I talk with you guys and I talk to other people and it's like our biggest challenge right now, honestly, Will, you're right. The conversations we're having, it's less foreign to talk about living this lifestyle, but the other challenge now is becoming availability. So you guys yeah. talk about, you know, packing up and moving usually one to two weeks Are you guys looking because of this demand? Are you seeing it? Are you seeing, you know, maybe more preparation needing to make a reservation in advance? Or is it just in certain pockets of North America? So we find different pockets of North America based on the season. You know, being in the Northwest right now, it is harder to find campgrounds. Okay. But also with the mindset of if we can't find a campground, that's fine. We love the boondock. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. so there are plenty of places for us to go park and stay until we can find something to open up. Yeah. So. Well, and I think that, you know, as far as like making a reservation goes, if you're looking to get at a national park and stay at the national park during a certain period of time, you know, if you're working a nine to five job and you have one week of vacation and there's no wiggle room in that one week, then it's going to be harder to get reservations. Whereas we, we have so much flexibility. So if something's not available, then we can just go, you know, whenever it is available. So we haven't ever had any issues getting reservations, but we have had to maintain flexibility in the reservation making process, you know, just because we might want to be in one place at a certain time, but we can't. And so we just fix that or whatever. So, I mean, I guess it just depends where you're at and the time of year for sure. Yeah. We change plans a lot. 
Okay. And, and is that, you know, is that why maybe you guys, you want to go and see so many things now and maybe after a year or two, you'll say, Hey, let's go and just, you know, cause you now your old man, dad, let's just set up, let's stay here four weeks and then we'll go to the next. Or are there certain destinations where you guys say, Hey, you know, based on, you know, the things that are going on with the three kids, it makes sense. Let's stay here for a longer period of time. Do you guys make that decision based on just, you know, again, the moment, or do you guys look at it as destination, you know, locations? I think we look at it as locations and we don't know exactly what we're getting into until we get to the location. There have been places we've gone to just to see maybe one thing and we think we're going to spend two or three days there and there's so much more the city has to offer. And so we'll extend. I think we stayed in Los Angeles for a month because there's just so much, so much to see and do. One thing that we did hear a lot of is that when you, your first year, you move a lot more. And so I, we've been having this conversation a lot more frequently too, like how we can see that maybe like in our second year, we're probably going to be slowing down a little bit and staying in places a little bit longer. But then also on the flip side of that, the more that we're traveling, the more that we realize that there are so many wonderful things to do and see. And you could spend a lifetime trying to see and do everything and you're never going to be able to do it all. So you know, it's the, can you do see and do everything? But then also it's, it is nice to just take a, take a month and just stay in one location and, you know, just take a breath. But then also it feels like you're missing out because there, again, there's so many amazing things to see and do. Yes. I mean, when we first few months ago here in July, August, we wanted to be in South Dakota and we've seen so much, we haven't made it off the coast. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, um, there's a lot to do. Yeah. So a question for each of you, unless it's the same, then it's, oh, it's so cute. You guys are happy and in love. Each of you think of, without saying it to each other, what has been the one place that you have, without question, loved the most has been your favorite? Go. Zion. I was going to say Zion. <laughs> That's, uh, we, we both love Zion. Yeah. But we did that without the kids. Yeah. So, so we, we, we'll go back. Yeah. So the kids actually went back to visit grandparents for like two and a half weeks. And so we spent that time in Zion together and we hiked the Narrows, which is probably not something the kids would have been able to hike super far into. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous. So definitely Southern Utah. Yeah. So without pinpointing. So again, the following the, you know, trending towards a half a million TikTok followers. So they don't follow you guys down the highway. Where's the next region you guys are going to be heading to in the next, you know, upcoming weeks or months? Are you going to the Northwest? Are you going to come back towards the Midwest? Where are you guys headed? So we have a tentative plan to stay in Washington. We're in the state of Washington right now through the middle of August. And then we know that we're going to be back in South Carolina and North Carolina to visit our family for the holidays. So we're just trying to figure out like how we can do that and we don't want to miss Montana. We don't want to miss Idaho. And so we kind of just don't really have like a plan, but we know we want to see, we know we definitely want to see Montana. Yes. So. And we don't want to you know, spend a week just traveling back to the Southeast. So yeah. we, we're sort of just trying to equal everything out and gradually make our way back. So. Yeah. And right now we're actually traveling with a couple of other families. And so we, we kind of have, you know, where we are, pretty much kind of making your plans together. And so a lot of uh, us and another family specifically are also headed back to the East coast for the holidays. So we'll probably make our plans together when we finally do that. But to be honest, it's really nice for me because our life's 
our lives are so rigid before and planned out so far ahead of time to not even know what state we're going to be in, in a month, you know? So I feel like it just gives us a lot of of freedom and flexibility to just say, Hey, we don't know where we're going to be, but this is our tentative plan. And not to get deep in the water, but again, listeners always ask, they always want to know, Hey, can you check and make sure just give me the unequivocal yes, that all three beautiful children of yours are loving this lifestyle. Yes. (laughs) I mean, the one thing that I appreciate is, like I said, and just looking at what you guys do in just a few weeks, you've seen more than I did my whole childhood. Now, I don't blame my parents, but that's where I see the trade-off of what you think you're missing out on by having, you're seeing and doing. And I, and I have yet to meet somebody where a kid says, yeah, no, I'm over this. I want sticks and bricks and mowing lawn on the weekends and helping to paint the, you know, the the mailbox post. (laughs) Well, one of the biggest misconceptions I feel like people have about this lifestyle is that our kids are completely solitary and they're, they see no other humans at all whatsoever. Where in reality, our kids like two of the kids had sleepovers last night. So my 13 year old has a bestie who's also 13, but we travel together with their family. So my teenager has a best friend while we travel and she's there. Malia spent the night at our camper last night. And then TJ spent the night at their camper. Cause they also have three boys. And so they're still doing normal kid things, you know, instead of organized sports. And again, I just made a post about this on Instagram, instead of organized sports, there were 19 of us that went and hiked, you know, at, Mount Rainier National Park a couple of days ago. So no, they're not on a soccer team, but we are, you know, doing these incredible things together and they're doing them with other kids, you know, that not all of them are their own age, but a wide variety of ages. So, and I honestly, I, I know you didn't ask this question, but I feel like they have been able, they've grown their social skills so much because when we go to a new spot, when we first started doing this, they would not really talk to other people, especially my oldest. They were, you know, they were closed in and they had their group of friends and, you know, didn't really want to break out of that. And so since we've been traveling, they have grown out from their shell so much. And like now they can just go up to adults and carry on this amazing conversation that they have so much to talk about because we are constantly meeting new people. And I feel like that's something that I didn't learn how to do until I was an adult. And so, you know, the number one misconception of this lifestyle is that these kids are going to be weird and uh, antisocial when in reality, I think that they actually are far more socialized than the average child. I would agree with that. And there's just so many examples, you know, high school kids, seniors, they're having to do a paper on reading the, a book this thick called Beowulf. Meanwhile, I'm meeting full timers like yourselves. And it's like, oh, what are you doing for your senior year? Well, I'm, you know, documenting 19 uh, national parks. And uh, here's my video reel that I've shown of all of them. And, you know, going to all the signs and placards, and I know more about history than you know, a lot of adults. So obviously, like I said, everything that you guys are doing, you're living your truth. Um, you guys are amazing human beings. I am going to say this. I know you said not to mention it because you're humble, but I don't care. It's my show. You guys are on the road to 1 million. So as I've been in my role, as I talked to you as a manufacturer of RVs, I have met a lot of, I call them 
ancillary vendors. So, you know, I've got the pleasure to meet a buddy of mine, CEO of CrossNet, which is a, you know, like a four square meets volleyball. I know that there's, you know, amazing technologies out there like rad bikes and things like that. I would just invite anybody that works for a company, knows of a company that's looking for influencers or people to market their product. And these are products for husband and wife, kids, families. Would you guys be willing to entertain if anybody reaches out to get connected with you guys? Absolutely. We love being contacted. We actually get contacted every single day by at least one new brand to work with. And so we love the wide variety of brands that reach out to us. And it's not just RV content that we, you know, do work on. It's a lot of lifestyle stuff too. So we will absolutely love to work with any sort of brands that just feel like we would be a good fit for them. So we do want our content to be authentic. And so we do absolutely, we have turned down brands that we don't feel like would be authentic to our content, but I do feel like it makes us definitely more relatable and it definitely makes our content and our and our ads unique so so let's do this then for all the listeners and everybody that's going to see this interview let's let everybody know the best way to follow you on the road to 1 million followers on tiktok and your continued growth on instagram what are your handles how can people learn about your beautiful family Awesome. So on TikTok, we are family.of.nomads and also on Instagram, same handle, family.of.nomads. And we do have a YouTube channel that we are currently building and um, we just created a Facebook page, but our largest following is on TikTok. That's where it started growing first. But to be honest, our Instagram has been growing quicker this past week than our TikTok. So it really is exploding so quickly. It's just blowing both of our minds. Instagram's going to be a little more personal. Uh, yeah. We, we share a lot more personal things about us on, on Instagram. Yeah. Well, Dub Jess, I love you guys. I love your three beautiful kids. I want to wish you guys safe travels, continued success. I do want to hear about that milestone, maybe have you guys back. I know that, like you said, you kind of gave us the sneak preview. You're working on that uh, Facebook and the YouTube channel. So when you have more updates, please come back. I have no problem sharing because you guys are really good humans. So I appreciate you guys. I thank you so much for being sincere, being transparent and sharing your life's journey with everybody and uh, taking some time to talk a little bit about it here on the Where's Willie podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Where's Willie show. For more information on future shows, please visit com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Where's Willie podcast and on Twitter at Where's Willie POD. Thank you all so much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.